Hey guys, thanks for making time to listen to this week's episode of A Heart That Burns. Today we're going to talk about a passage of scripture that I hear quoted a lot. In fact, I've quoted it a lot. It's in Matthew 6. Um, It's towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And um, the Lord has really been speaking to me a lot about it the past couple of months. And He's brought it up a few times this week in different conversations that I've had with some friends. And so I just really feel like He's highlighting it right now. So keep listening, and we're going to talk about what Jesus means when He encourages us to be anxious for nothing. All right, so I'm going to just read through this passage first to give us some context. I'm sure you've heard it before, but I just want to read over it again. Um, so I'm going to read Matthew 6, 25, and then through the end of the chapter, which is verse 34. Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I'm sure you guys have heard that passage a lot. And and one thing that the Lord has been just highlighting to me so much lately is that you know, most times when when I hear this passage referenced, even when I've referenced it myself, it's kind of given in the context of a, of a suggestion like, Oh, sweetheart, don't be, don't be worried about it. The father's got it under control. Don't be anxious. I know you're overwhelmed right now, but that's okay. You don't have to be anxious because the father's going to add it all onto you. That's not a bad way of saying it. I believe that's true and that's good. And that's, it's a right encouragement. What the Lord began to show me was that within that 10 verse span, three times, Jesus said, I tell you, do not be anxious. The tone of that is actually the tone of a command. Now, he says it with tenderness. He's not, don't be anxious. But it's a command nonetheless. And he began to show me that I have viewed this passage as a suggestion more than I have as a command. And that if I want to reap the fullness of the benefit of having no anxiety in my life and seeing the Lord add everything that I need unto me, just like it says, that I need to actually take seriously the fact that it's a command and live like that. Because when we, when we take it as a, as a suggestion, then we're not held accountable to our bad mindsets, our unhealthy mindsets. See, when we agree with anxiety, when we allow worry and anxiety to take over in our hearts, we're actually stepping out of alignment with truth. We're stepping out of alignment with fellowship with the Holy Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is actually peace, not anxiety, not worry. 
And so the moment that we allow anxiety to come and have any measure of say in our emotions, in the way that we respond to people, in the way that we orient our lives or we schedule out our time or anything like that, we're actually stepping into disagreement with God. When we're in disagreement with God, we're not able to fully receive the benefits of being one with Him, of of being a friend of God. Because He's good and He's kind and He knows our hearts, he He still blesses us and He still loves us. But we can actually position ourselves to receive the fullness of what He wants to bless us with if we walk in agreement with Him. And so the Lord began to just show me this reality and began to challenge me like, Rachel, where are there areas in your life where you've actually not taken this thing seriously, where you've treated this as a suggestion? And in that suggestion, there's almost been an, an apathetic approach to worry. You know, simple things like I drive around a 20-year-old car, first car I ever bought, and it's still going, praise Jesus. But it's old, Things are breaking down on it a little bit more regularly now. And I'm in this season of, okay, God, um, do I buy a new car? Do I trust that this thing is going to keep running, that you're going to provide for me? Like, what do I do? And, and you know, when I have a couple things in a row that, that go wrong, like simple things, like all of a sudden, you know, I need an oil change and then I need a new battery. And then I look at my tires and they're going to need to be changed soon. And that kind of stuff adds up really quickly. And I begin to notice that, you know, I would get my paycheck and be, you know, figuring out my money and then look at the, look at the month and just go, oh my gosh, like if, if I'm going to need to do this and this, and I need to pull money from here, I need to do this. I'm going to need to try to figure out getting extra work or like blah, 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 blah. And it's so easy to think through my life through the lens of, oh my goodness, I might not have enough. Or what happens if my car breaks down? What happens if? And Lord began to show me like, Rachel, you are giving so much attention to the what ifs that you're actually continually living in this state of of worry concerning your finances, concerning your car. But I commanded you to be anxious for nothing. Are you going to take me seriously? And honestly, guys, it was a wrestle. Like it was so hard. Because it doesn't make sense to not think about those things. Like, man, if I'm going to be a responsible adult, I'm supposed to think about these things. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do these things? That's what our culture, that's what our society has taught us. And to a degree, that's really real. And we are supposed to be responsible. We are supposed to, to, you know, Jesus even said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Like when we have responsibilities that we have to, um, you know, that we're expected to fulfill, like paying bills and things like that. It's a serious thing. But even in the context of Jesus saying, give to Caesar what Caesar's, he actually provided for the tax. And I think so often we, we separate those two realities. Like we make that story two separate things. But God says, yes, be responsible. Pay the things that you need to pay. Do the things that you need to do. However, trust that I'm going to be the one to provide for you. That you are not you don't need to be anxious. Even in Psalm 23, like David understood it. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm going to lack for nothing. I'm never going to be in need because the Lord is my shepherd. And so we, as we allow the Lord to be our shepherd, that reality becomes our reality of I'm never going to be in lack. And so I began to look where Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
I was like, okay, so what does that mean? What is seeking first the kingdom? Because if I'm going to say no to anxiety, I need to replace that bad mindset and all of the action steps that I would take from anxiety and replace them with something else. So if I'm worried about my finances and I'm going, God, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to make this end meet by the end of the month, I'm already going, okay, maybe I can pull back spending from here. Maybe I can um, try to pick up an extra work here or things like that, you know? Um, I'm just going to not fellowship with any friends and like go out to dinner with anybody or go out to lunch with anybody this month because I, I can't afford coffee dates, you know? And those are okay things to think about. Like it, again, it's, it's good and right to be aware of your budget. And so I'm not, I'm not knocking that at all. However, I began to realize that there were certain aspects, certain things that the Lord's called me to. Part of what, what the Lord has made clear to me that in this season, my ministry assignment actually looks like building relationship with people and investing in people and discipling people. And oftentimes that happens in the context of going out for coffee, in the context of going out for lunch. And I began to realize that the Lord commanded me to seek first the kingdom of God. And that for me in this season, seeking first the kingdom of God actually looked like agreeing with my ministry assignment for this season, because it's in me walking in obedience to the thing that God has called me to in this season, that his kingdom is actually being made manifest in my life. And so he, he says, seek after my kingdom, seek after my kingdom coming through your life, seek after walking in obedience to what I've commanded you and actually growing my kingdom, establishing my kingdom on the earth. Cause that's our job as, as Christians. It's to actually be witnesses of the kingdom of God and establish the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Not just to pray it, but to actually do our part to make it a reality. So I began to realize like, okay, if I pull back from spending time with people and investing in them and discipling them, like you've called me to in my ministry assignment, then I'm actually not only agreeing with anxiety and allowing anxiety to dictate the way that I spend my money, but in doing that, I'm also stepping outside of my ministry assignment for this season. And I don't want to be walking in that level of disobedience. That's not okay with me, God. And so I began to just ask for grace. When, when money would be tight, I would go, okay, God, you said that as I seek first your kingdom and as I seek first your righteousness, everything is going to be added unto me. So I'm going to prioritize doing the things that you've called me to do in this season. Seeking after your righteousness, day by day by day, beholding you, making time to be with you so that I can become more like you, so that I can walk in righteousness more and more like Jesus every single day. I'm going to prioritize in my life, seeking after God, seeking after his righteousness, and walking in the fullness of my ministry assignment, what he's called me to in this season as a believer to make his kingdom grow on the earth, to make his kingdom manifest on the earth. I'm going to make that the thing that I seek after primarily. I'm going to make that the thing that I actually, that, that has more of a say over how I schedule my time, over how I spend my money and over how my mental space is divided as well. I'm going to give less time in my mind to trying to figure things out um, in the natural and actually more time to investing into the things that he's called me to in the kingdom reality in this season of my life. And so as I begin to do that and I begin to fill my time and fill uh, my mind more with, with those realities, those kingdom realities, guys, I can't even tell you how in the simplest little ways God has provided for every single one of my needs. I'm not gonna come at you and say like, that there haven't been moments where it's rough and it feels tight. And, you know, I'm yelling at God and crying out to him like, God, I thought you said this is what you were going to do. I thought you said this is who you are. 
You have to come. You have to, you have to, to prove yourself to me. You promise that if I do this thing and I do it out of a right heart, that, that you're going to come and you're going to break in. So God, I've, I've chosen to throw off anxiety when it comes to tempt me. I've chosen to, to seek after you, to walk in obedience, to go after the things that you're calling me to go after. And so your promise to me is that as I've been walking in those realities, that you're going to come through, that everything that I have need of, you already see, you already know, and you're going to provide. So do it and help me to believe that you're actually going to do it, that you're actually going to follow through like you said. So yeah, there have been those kinds of conversations. There have been those kinds of wrestles and every single time God has come through without fail. And I've seen it in so many practical things. I mean, for the sake of this podcast and it not going crazy long, I'm not going to share. But seriously, if you want to know some of the practical things, contact me, email me, go to my website, racheldorth.com. Leave a a review on this podcast and be like, Rachel, what were you talking about? And, um, And I'll share some stories with you. But Guys, it's for real. So my encouragement for you this week is this. Treat Jesus's words with the way in which he spoke them. Be anxious for nothing. It's more than a suggestion. It's actually a command. And ask the Lord for grace to treat it that way. Ask the Lord for grace to to walk in prioritizing, seeking first the kingdom, seeking first his righteousness, and putting off, actively putting off anxiety. God, show me the moment that anxiety comes in and that I agree with it. The moment that worry about anything causes me to start making life decisions from that place of worry. God, show me so that I have the opportunity to say, oh, I'm going to break my agreement with that anxiety. I'm going to walk in obedience when Jesus said, no, do not be anxious. And God, show me how in this situation I can actually respond to this part of my life with a kingdom mindset, seeking first your kingdom, seeking first your righteousness, rather than agreeing with anxiety and worry and allowing that to be how I dictate my next steps from this place. God, I want to, I want my next steps to be fueled from a place of agreement with you and with your kingdom. Guys, I believe that as you make this your reality, as you, as you take the step of faith, that you're going to find the Lord coming through in ways that you've not seen before. You're going to find that there's a release of greater favor in your life and that you're going to have so much more joy on the day to day and so much less burden, so much less worry and stress, so much less tension that you carry. So be blessed this week as you seek first the kingdom of God, as you seek first his righteousness and, uh, I will talk to you guys next week.